What does filmed for IMAX mean? It isn't just a movie that'll look great on IMAX's screens. It means that hiding from a sandstorm feels like fear in every flicker. And every triumph is felt in every sound wave. And the things we've only imagined, you can truly experience those too. That's what filmed for IMAX means. Get tickets to experience Dune Part 2 now and IMAX's exclusive expanded aspect ratio. Hi everybody, it's Dave here. I'm not with my wife Kathy right now. Uh, I am by myself. I have been to see The Last Jedi. Now, we had originally planned uh, for myself and Kathy to do a cinemile walk home from this over Christmas while we were at home. But then <clears throat> I was in London by myself for a week and I just couldn't resist going to see it in the IMAX. So the plan was I was going to go see it, then that we we're going to go see it together. And then we we're going to walk home and do our cinemile. But um, having seen it just a few hours ago... I have no intention of watching it again because I thought it was a bad movie. Really bad. I thought it was long. I thought it was boring. I thought it made no logical sense. Um, there were things I liked in it and I've I've got a lot to say about what I don't like so I might just talk about what I did like first but before I do that, spoilers... Lots of spoilers for The Last Jedi and all the all the Jedi movies. All the Star Wars. What I liked. Alright. I liked all the stuff between Rey and Kylo. I liked their um I liked their conversations, their sort of intergalactic DMs. I found that quite uh quite interesting. Uh, they certainly had more life than uh, almost all the other characters on the resistance side. Um, a lot of the stuff with Rey on the island was interesting to me. Some of her training was interesting. Her going into the, the seeing that dark pool was quite interesting and going into it. And then the mirror stuff was all kind of cool and weird. And it was quite like Luke going into the tree on Dagobah and Empire. So I quite liked all that. It was all weird and mysterious. Um, I thought, you know, a lot of people are complaining a lot of the fans are complaining that uh, you didn't pay off um, who Ray's parents were. You didn't uh, say who Snoke was. Um, well, first of all, like maybe you shouldn't have spent the last two years trying to figure out was she a Kenobi or was she a Skywalker. Or people just went nuts with all these fan theories. Um, which is a complete waste of time, first of all. And I personally am really, really glad that her parents are nobody because that's a smart move that's exactly what i want this this universe was getting way too small like everything is about the skywalkers and the solos no it's a whole universe have another character with the force who who is cool and is nobody and i thought that was quite uh, an inspiring sort of message there and ray is cool she's another thing i like i think she's cool in this easily her and kylo complete standouts in this movie um Oscar Isaac and um, Pameron Doe or whatever his name is and uh, Finn are just wasted. We'll get to that later. The um, the pilot who sacrifices herself at the beginning, I thought that whole scene was really well put together. I thought it was a great, tense action scene. I felt more for that character than I did 
for her sister Rose, who was pointless, uh, or for most, again, the resist anybody in the resistance, or the rebels, or whatever they want to be called. They were all just idiots. I hated them. I wanted them all to die, except that woman at the beginning, who did die. And it was sad. I liked her. The Some of the visuals in this were, like, outstanding. The... The whole thing on that salt mine planet at the end with the the salt turning red when you step on it. Uh, I thought that was so cool. It was such an amazing visual, all the white and red. And the bit where Luke steps out through the, the destroyed doors uh, and is facing off against all those, those walkers. Really beautiful stuff. Very, very striking. A lot of nice... A lot of, I felt like this movie would make for a, 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 some nice frames like I'd rather to experience this movie as maybe three stills that you'd hang on the wall rather than two and a half hours of gobbledygook um, that, now I have a problem with nostalgia pandering and I think that was my entire problem with Rogue One The, the Force Awakens did it quite a bit and so did this movie. Um, but there were bits that did get to me. Luke and R2 was a lovely little scene. I loved seeing the hologram again. That was nice. Luke and Chewie seeing each other was nice. Luke and Leia seeing each other was quite nice. Yoda. No. I loved how, how Snoke was killed, even though they signposted that massively. Like, we kind of... It would have just been a better surprise if they hadn't had us, like... Had all this build-up, like... Um, the the lightsaber wobbling, and you could just see it all, like, about to happen. And you're like, yeah, I kind of get where this might go. And then it happened. And it kind of... I wish it was just been a bit more shocking. Just, like, just go to it. Like, have have the lightsaber go straight through Snoke and he's dead and you don't know what happened and it's like oh shit Kylo just did that but no they spent like five minutes of him like telling Kylo what to do pick up your lightsaber and strike her down and do da 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 so I like the decision uh, I, I really like it. and that's another thing fans are complaining about oh you set up Snoke to be this big uh, uh, villain who is he uh, who cares, he's just an evil guy and Kylo was the real villain all along that's surprising, I thought that was kind of cool although, big problem because now there is nothing interesting for episode 9 because Kylo's not, doesn't really work as a big bad and General Hux I mean I love Donald Gleeson but what was he doing here, it was just like some bad preening comedy, it was over the top there's no threat, there's no threat in this movie, Snoke was a bit threatening, and he's gone. Uh, so, where what happens in Episode Nine? I have no idea. Like, let's not forget, Empire Strikes Back had a cliffhanger. Um, now, like, what? I don't, I don't care. Um, I also admire the, you know, a lot's been written about the diversity of these new Star Wars films, and I think that's a really good thing. I think we need to see more diverse faces um, and I, th- I loved that um, all the best characters and the 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 progressive and strength characters with strength were all women uh, and all the bad guys were white men and you know what good enough because uh, we've had our day white guys um, we, we need to we need to t- take a bow 
uh, after thousands of years of oppression. Uh, so, you know, this is a good indication of where the film industry is going. So that's quite that's my list of things I liked. <clears throat> but guys, this is this was a bad movie. It was overlong. It was stuffed with uh, stuffed with nothing like pointlessness. Like the whole casino thing was a waste of time. Why have any of that? Um, it led to nothing. Benicio del Toro's character was pointless. Um, Rose's character was pointless. Finn did nothing. Oscar Isaac had a character arc that amounted to nothing. Um, Leia did nothing. We'll get to what she actually did do later, which was embarrassing. But this just felt low stakes. And the stuff with Luke and Ray was kind of interesting, but it doesn't really amount to anything. I was just embarrassed. I was em- I was sitting in that, and I saw it on the IMAX, and I was sitting there, and I was embarrassed. I was embarrassed to be a Star Wars fan, to be honest. And it just made me reflect on my whole life of being obsessed with this thing. Um, and I have been obsessed. My childhood, I spent a lot of it obsessed with it. I read all the books. I read the tales from Jabba's Palace. You know, I read the tales of the bounty hunter, like all these things. I just soaked that stuff up. And that was a rich tapestry of a universe that was tapped into. And all of that obviously got chucked aside and whatever. But these new films are just kind of... I loved, I liked The Force Awakens. I did have fun with that. But I guess I did have fun with it because it was just a new hope again. And a lot of those elements were there. But I did like the new characters and I was excited to spend more time with them. But I feel like they didn't do anything of worth here. So... If this is what Star Wars is now, I think I'm out. I'm just like I'm just not into this and I'm every people are loving this, the critics are loving this and I'm really happy for anybody who who got something out of this. And good for you, but it's this just isn't for me. And do you know what? I'm glad I think back to when I was a teenager, you know, and and you think about getting tattoos and I I definitely remember thinking of getting a Star Wars tattoo. And you know, part of me was like maybe I'll regret this. And I, I think I made the right decision because this would be about the, the time I'd be regretting that little rebel insignia tattoo I was thinking about at age 15. Um, because now it's now you can get it on a ring. Uh, you know, it's it's a secret rebel ring that you show to people that, to show that you're part of the resistance. Except, hang on, the, the fucking resistance is is part of the the Republic, which is the established order why do they have to be living in secret this is what the the empire was destroyed and it was replaced by the republic which is the ruling government and admittedly that was destroyed in force awakens or whatever but that was like yesterday according to this movie so why are they all running around in secret showing each other rings and like inspiring hope it's like no to those slave children that's the established rule and whatever they were living on a weird pointless casino planet but it doesn't make any sense to me and I'm sure somebody's going to write to me and say oh Dave you got to go back and read uh, you know read the, the, the precursor novel to The Force Awakens because that fills in all the details about you know why the First Order arose and 
and what the resistance is compared to what the republic is. Well, fine. I know I just said that I soaked all that stuff up when I was a kid, but I don't have time for that anymore. And a movie should explain to me the context of its universe. And this movie did not, nor did The Force Awakens, to be fair. Um, so, like what? It's just that they're just basically the rebels again. Which is what they were setting up in this movie. Because, yeah, the Force, First Order have taken over and they're a rebellion again. Great, you've established the status quo from A New Hope. And nothing has been moved on. And we're right back to the beginning. Which also, <coughs> by the way, is exactly where we end up at the end of this movie compared to the beginning of this movie. Nothing happens of value. I do admire Ryan Johnson for trying to get this kind of... I felt felt like he was trying for this cohesive message of hope. You know, he wrote and directed this and it does feel very much like like his vision and it's all building up towards this inspiring thing of, you know, hope and the spark and everyone just keeps repeating this stuff and, and the rebellion must live. Even if five of us live, we'll keep the spark alive and all this stuff. But dear God, was it bludgeoned bludgeoned over our heads my god do we did we really need some some bright-eyed little jake lloyd wannabe staring up at the stars at the end of this it was just cringe i thought absolute cringe subtlety was thrown out the window here and the humor didn't land for the most part and felt out of place the uh, lightsaber toss at the beginning that's a like that was such a big moment and I watched The Force Awakens again last night and it was such a really powerful moment and it that hinted at like oh what's gonna happen and it's amazing and yeah they knew that and they deliberately trolled us because they knew we'd been waiting for this for two years and he played it for a laugh but straight away I think that's the that's a problem and that's part of the movie's problem and like Thor Ragnarok recently any dramatic moments are completely undercut by comedy, this happens frequently. Uh, even and some of the gags were good, but like the the tickling force thing, it's like, come on, you've just undercut the whole Jedi training bit. I didn't take any of this training seriously. Also, Ray is just super powered. She just understood everything instantly. I've got some real problems with the writing, in particular the the dialogue. There were some awful, awful lines in this. Uh, I don't I don't remember them exactly, but I actually cringed aloud. I didn't think it was possible to cringe aloud, but I'm pretty sure my cringing was so noisy that the people next to me uh, turned their heads. Uh, there, Rose, at one point when they're on uh, Planet Macau Casino, uh, is, is getting all philosophical about the uh, the class divide, which is, you know, an interesting idea, fumbled. Um, and she turns to to Finn and says something like, "I wish I could just take my fist and punch a hole in this beautiful, ugly planet." Nope, nope, not having that. Uh, Laura Dern, uh, in her moment of uh, you know staring out at the at the fleet as they escape in her in her beautiful sacrificial moment, says something along the lines of, "God bless you, you rebel." beauties <laughs> it's just oh oh my god what was what was Laura Dern doing here what a brilliant actress completely wasted um please go watch her in Big Little Lies if you haven't 
as a as a palate cleanser for the the ridiculous character they wrote for her. This weird purple-haired, uh, long-necked, uh, a pointless character who deliberately withholds information from Oscar Isaac to teach him a lesson. Um, hello, that's the you, you're you're jeopardizing lives here. He's like he kept asking you, "Do you have a plan? We need a plan." And she had a plan the whole time and refused to tell him because he was hot-headed. Um, what do you think he's going to do? He obviously is going to go off and come up with some cockamamie side scheme that we have to suffer through as an audience and then we got to watch 45 minutes of trying to find the code breaker, um, go visiting the stupid casino planet. Uh, it's all Laura Dern's fault for not just saying to Oscar Isaac at the very beginning, hey, I've got a plan be cool, we're going to go to this planet, which is right there, and we'll hole up, and everything's going to be cool, because Luke will show up, he'll astral projection himself there, and everything's going to be fine. But no, she wanted to teach him a lesson, and uh, many people died. On that note, people should have died. Leia should have died. That was That was one of the moments that really got to me, when Kylo Ren tries to pull the trigger on her, but can't, and then somebody else does, and that moment he he lost her, and that's all undercut because she just supermans her way back to, back to the to the bridge in what was one of the one of the worst scenes I've seen in recent memory, and I did I didn't think the weird creepy Leia face from Rogue One could be topped, but seeing her sort of uh, uh, Mary Poppins her way back to the bridge was was just embarrassing and Finn should have died Finn had a big heroic moment which was undercut by Rose again to what teach him a lesson they, I and look it's a good line that you know you don't it's not about stopping what you hate but saving what you love but really what he was like two seconds away from stopping that thing and saving a lot of lives and you like your plan was to what drive into him and kill both of you and then kill everyone else it doesn't make sense and then there's this like weird kiss that comes out of nowhere um even though they have zero romantic chemistry which kind of brings me to luke and his um his astral projectioning and and then subsequent death i mean fine i thought that the death was quite nice i liked how they did the callback to the two sons um but there's a lot of like just callback the music the only good music in this movie is the is the is the movie music from the original trilogy and anytime i felt something in this movie it was when i was reminded of things i liked in the original trilogy um also it's one thing luke astral projectioning his body but how did he have a lightsaber battle? What are the physics behind that? How did Yoda touch him with his stick? I, I'm getting so nitpicky here, but this doesn't make sense to me. Why did why did Luke astral project the dice for so long? The dice he gives them to Leia. She's able to hold them, and then after he is dead, they they stay there, and Kylo Ren picks the the, the fake ghost dice up. And looks at them and then they disappear. Ghost dice! There are ghost dice in this movie. It's so 
Stupid. Captain Phasma is as effective in this movie as she was in The Force Awakens. Really interesting character arc for her. You know how she was, you know, she was a stormtrooper captain in the first movie. And then in the second movie, she's also a stormtrooper captain. And then she dies. Uh, She's got, like, blaster-proof armor. Why doesn't anyone else have that? Think about it. Roll that shit out. Production line. You got a bulletproof army. Look, I don't know. I, I, I... <clears throat> this is just me splurting out all my thoughts. I'm sure I can think of more things I hate about this movie. Um, I mean, one thing I really hated was the fact that the sort of Pokemon foxes on the mining planet at the end were called Crystal Critters. <sighs> crystal Critters. Crystal Critters. That that was the that's the final draft. That's what they decided on. So look, I'm I didn't like this movie. I actively I didn't like it so much that I I don't know if I want to watch any more Star Wars movies. I I had already um, given a ban to my family and Kathy's family about Star Wars presents this year because the merchandising has gone into overdrive and there's just tat everywhere. I can't stand it. It's it's really concerning. The fact that Disney have bought 21st Century Fox now, I think we're in really, really troubling times. But look, I know I'm hating on this movie. I know a lot of fans are hating on this movie, but I'm trying to hate on it for different reasons because I'm not a fan of the the sort of the hatred and vile that's been uh, thrown towards Ryan Johnson on Twitter. Um, people are overreacting. Leave him alone. He's... He's an artist. He made the movie he wanted to make. It just wasn't the movie that I wanted to see. And that's fine. That's a personal thing to me. And it's got nothing to do with him. I think he's a very talented filmmaker. I love Looper. Um, and I and I, I wish him all the best. Um, and, you know, it, this is exactly the opposite of The Force Awakens in many ways. Because that was pandering to the fans. This did something different. So this just proves you can't you can't please them. And I throw myself into that mix so look I'm absolutely happy that people are liking this um, I think I, you know that's great I think if you can get something from this that's wonderful I'm happy for you but I'm I'm out I'm done bye bye Star Wars I can't do this anymore I just want originality I want excitement I want to feel whatever that magic was that I felt when I was watching these movies for the first time as a 12-year-old. And I don't know if I'm able to recapture that only through the eyes of my son, possibly. And that's sad. Maybe maybe I'm just an adult now. <laughs> anyway, on that uh, sad note, uh, normal service will resume. I'm so- <laughs> sorry this for this pathetic, depressing monologue. Um, Kathy will return um, when we're back together over Christmas. And our best of 2017 review is coming. We've recorded it before this, so this won't be mentioned. Um, But thanks for listening. And do um, please let me know how much you disagree with me, because I know a lot of people really liked this, or if you did agree with me. 
Uh, we're on the Cinemile. We're at the Cinemile on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Or email us thecinemile at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. <laughs>